What up, folks? Welcome back to actually, I mean, welcome back to. I guess this is not even a welcome back. Nah, this, is new. Back from this is new. This is a field of view. I'm solo. I'm Azim. And this is going to be a weekly talk about business strategy, video games, and uh, a few other things that sort of pop into it. No metaverse nonsense here, though. I still don't know what that word means. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go by Zemo. <laughs> Ooh, that's not bad. So we're gonna go solo and Zemo. Are we rocking it? Solo, solo and Zemo. Solo and Zemo. So, folks, be prepared. We're gonna do one topic each for the day. Maybe a few more, but as you know, if you're gamers, there's been shit all going on, except for sales to get rid of old games and inability to get your hands on new consoles. So, and we also really know you guys it. have fucking terrible, terrible concentration so we're Seriously. just we're not trying to bombard you. you you guys attention spans of goldfish we're gonna keep it short and simple and with that people like games is the folks who are presenting this to you follow us on all the socials at people like games and i'm done doing this plug nonsense so let's get into it your first topic i have biggest of the week so far fortnite so fortnite just leaked the fact that they, or just leaked that they are going to be introducing Kratos and Master Chief skins into the game, which means oh, that shit. they are working on deals with PlayStation and Microsoft. And uh -huh. so it might go further into themes as well. If if you are uh, an old school listener, old school gamer, Red versus Blue may be making an appearance uh, in in the in the skins as well. Yep, super interesting because I had been feeling that Fortnite was sort of losing its relevancy and doing all of these musical concerts. So they had the Travis Scott and the Marshmallow and all these people that they've been doing cycling in to be able to maintain relevance. And then they did this huge multi-year Marvel Star Wars tie-in. And oh, I was just like- They've killed it with the Marvel shit. They have, but the, it feels like, you know, Marvel and Star Wars have peaked, right? It, it feels like the interest in, in Star Wars is I had, uh Man, I don't think so. With this, Mandalor this Mandalorian shit, how Disney Plus numbers have been killing it, like the amount of sit shit that I see about fucking Baby Yoda and stuff but like is that. Is Mandalorian that big, or is there shit else all to watch? There's no weekly show for people to be able to have that experience, that cumulative experience. I think anymore. I think that time is just gone. Like I think Game of Thrones was the last show we're really gonna see where people, on a weekly basis, tune in, in a way that that. Breaking Bad and Mad Men and all these other shows that have been excellent shows, but I don't think that the viewer is really primed for that anymore. They want they want a drop in a binge. That's it. And you know now game they want they want something even more active content or you know when they're yeah. consuming something because if you can't go out you have energy and so Fortnite doing this is going to re sort of invent itself in terms of expanding its reach. So one of the things I would have thought is where does this work for them? If you start going console exclusive skins, where if you're the PlayStation, Xbox, et cetera, that is going to push some numbers because I know a lot of people would boot back up just to take a look at what a Master Chief skin. Uh, I mean, look as, like. as you said that, I'm not going to lie. I think I have Fortnite downloaded on my PlayStation 4, but I was like, yo, I might have to go download this and check it out. I don't know if the game's any different. I don't know if they include powers, et cetera, but I thought yeah. it was a good move. You know, I know you you're a big fan of Tim Sweeney. And yes, Epic Games, a huge fan, you know, huge fan of Tim Sweeney. Huge. If you folks don't know, they are in the middle of a very aggressive legal battle with Apple and Google to get rid of um, App Store costs, but etc. Um, that would uh, that would be the big thing for me. So in a slow week, 
that that surprised me because I thought, you know, whenever I start feeling Fortnite is sort of losing a little bit of steam, they come uh, through again. They come through, and it's it's curious because a lot of other esports titles, etc., build themselves on the game inherently, and slow piecemeal additions like Overwatch would be characters or Counter Strike Go is sort of like a classic where they don't really need to add too much. Valorant ends up changing. Call of Duty, you know, you have these little patch notes, et cetera, but the way that Fortnite introduces chapter-esque events with these tie-ins, I don't, and no one else is doing it to that level. It's, it's very uh, movie Hollywood cinematic level. Very, very, very much so. I mean, uh, Matthew Ball, who, you know, I'm a big fan of, really talks about how Fortnite is doing things with IP for Marvel that like even real places couldn't do never mind COVID and all that but just it's just such an awesome way to be able to interact with the Marvel universe or with the Disney universe but just as a whole I mean they've brought in the NFL they've brought in like Rocket League as well anything that doesn't have any tie-in to them Um, yeah they've done they've done an excellent job at it I think I think they they don't get enough credit in many ways for the fact that you look at like their their numbers, the amount of people who care about. It. I mean, when I looked like when they got another round of funding and in April, they had done $400 million in revenue in April. Like that's insanity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. So, so like they're a company that I admire a lot. Yeah. And, and so seeing this, I thought it was very smart reinvention. I'm curious to see how it evolves and, and it's been evolving and just always continuing in very unique ways. Uh, and yeah. I think that is something that a lot of, uh, publishers, etc., who are trying to create these sort of living games, like they call about building an esports title. It's like you can't really, but you can keep fresh a baseline game that people like by introducing these sort of tie-ins. So uh, it's a great way, or the best version I've seen yet of a larger or connected IP outside of gaming to yep. pop culture. Yep, but yep, yep. That'd be that, that. That's the biggest thing I got for the week, just because it's slow. I have uh, one or two more things, but we could just talk, touch on those after. But yeah, what, sure. what about you? Uh, so, so for me was the head of the ESA, uh, Stanley Pierre Lewis. I, I'm, I definitely didn't say that in a French enough way, uh, but he put out uh, sort of like not a report, but basically talking about how the U.S. game industry alone, not not internationally, the U.S. game industry employs more than 143,000 people. It directly generates about $41 billion in economic output. And as of today, the average pay for the industry is $121,000. So to me, that's an amazing thing to, to, to look at. And there's, you know, they need those numbers to be able to push things to get legislation to have it easier to pass, you know, because so many people don't understand gaming or they think it's this childish endeavor, but to see 41 billion in impact, 143,000 employed, you know, average salary of $121,000. Like that's a, that's a serious salary as well compared to so many different industries. And so of course, for them putting out that information so they can get Congress and the white house and everything to pay attention to, them as a serious industry and so that legislation goes in their way. But to me, I think everyone's so focused on talking about becoming uh, the the famous streamer or the famous pro team player for the Call of Duty League or, you know, like a lot of these things that are like the equivalent of becoming Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Mm-hmm. However, 
what's very clear to me and what I think that should have more focus on it is how much money there is to be made running behind the scenes in an industry that's growing very rapidly, that the need to, to get into it is more like desirable than ever. And that people who are in these traditional roles in other places don't naturally actually fit because let's say you have a bunch of great experience and you worked at Pepsi. You're not a good fit for someone to, to if you want to market Overwatch or Call yeah. of Duty or Fortnite or any of these things. And so many of the jobs that come into play and so many of the future jobs that are being created to me, it's just such a, such a cool thing because everything I see always focuses on like, the Ninja Adidas deal, which it's great. Like the Ninja Adidas deal is great. Pushes the industry forward. Hoodies are stupid as hell, but Godspeed. Yeah, but but just to say like, whatever that is, regardless, it's just to say there is a very real industry with a very real amount of jobs that are growing at a very quick pace going on at the moment. And I think it's something that people need to celebrate more and just have conversations about more. I think they are. I think, but right now there's like the bum rush to get into the door, right? So yeah. it's like the the numbers are so like. Whereas like a year or two ago, once the Overwatch League launched, we started seeing the valuations of teams start jumping over what their actual ability to generate revenue was, right? Yeah. And so now that's creeping into the wider sphere of if you are just gaming related ideas, they'll throw money at it. It's mm -hmm. sort of like you know when, and this is what. A, even our whole economy has been waiting for, which as you mentioned it, um, is the way the tech uh, or the way the iPhone and the mobile industry ended up creating the app market, right? Yeah. That ended up fueling an entire- So much. Decades plus of billions of dollars generated and jobs yeah. and all these things. Um, when they bring up numbers, I don't like Stanley Pierre Lewis because I think the ESA is very much a self-interested group. Of course. Uh, I've been saying it. I mean, obviously they're, they're the body that represents their own interests. So it yeah. makes sense cumulatively, but this is sort of like information that ignores the fact that the game devs are treated the way they are. I think crunch is the biggest story and it doesn't address any of the unionization concerns or the hours of work. So yeah, you get 121 K, but for what hours that type of work, you know, do you keep the job? There's a lot of statistics tied to these numbers that on a face value, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's great. And then at the same time, this is the same group that's generating X amount of money from loot boxes. You know, the money that's being made doesn't necessarily mean good money, especially for a lot of these games. <clears throat> and yeah. so I, I think there's an exploitative aspect to the way business models I, have evolved. I think, I think there's an exploitative aspect to capitalism as a whole, though. And I think that if you want to compare this to what other average jobs in the the entertainment industry as a whole could get you. I would guarantee you, though, I don't know the numbers that the average salary of someone in the music industry is a third of this, right? So you're still being exploited in the music industry. Oh, a hundred percent. You're still work. You're still working a you're ton being... of hours. You know, right? But you're you're probably like the average is probably forty thousand in the music industry, right? Honestly, and, and it everyone's might, it obsessed might be here too, it. realistically, right? Because no. when you're looking at the average, like who did they include in the averages, right? So if they went like we went with the pro players and the biggest streamers that exist, and we found this to be our, our you know, but what, what they used to calculate it, because I do agree. The music one is interesting because this is why gaming is getting big. It's tied yeah. to cultural influence, right? And, and that's so it. To, 
Yeah. To get in the door there was, hey, we want to be part of this influential cultural you know, thing, which is why we're willing to take the shit pay. And the same way people in movie and Hollywood are mm-hmm. willing to do all the shit jobs on the way up. Gaming is and isn't like that because you don't necessarily have to work the shit jobs. Yeah. You can. And a lot of the people who are making all this are content creators. Right. And and. But this nature. one, this is this this report, in, as far in the as I know, industry. Like yeah, working. as far as yeah, as far as I know, when I when I skimmed it over, because it's not like I've read it. It was about wages for employees. This wasn't talking well, about yeah, I, you know, like it wasn't skewed by the fact that Ninja probably made thirty million dollars this year, right? Like, that's fair then, and no. I think then that's much more reflective of the scale video games have gone to in terms of their production yeah. budget, right? Yeah. And so, like Cyberpunk was reportedly at the time the most expensive game ever made it was coming at like 250 300 million okay but now halo infinite's budget is reportedly like upwards of 500 million wow so you know they but but then you see something like fortnite right yeah your budget it's the uh in software the the infinite sort of reproduction ability right Mm -hmm. so once they put that 500 bill in on top of just developing new content etc on top of it and maintenance of it they're generating like a fortnight 400 mil a month or whatever the case is you're generating a stupid amount of money and then the ability to reproduce that software once halo infinite's made to sell halo infinite is zero dollars again 100 the 100%. distribution becomes automatic yeah. right yeah and no, we're on the same page and it's value inherently to society now and i think those numbers are starting to reflect where you know people are like hey I lost my job in advertising. I used to love video games. I'm gaming again. I want to yeah. work in gaming. 100%. And, 100%. you know, not, and I think, right? why not do but, something you enjoy doing? And I think it's like you said, I think gamers are a, a, a type of, of group that knows their own. And I think if you're bringing yeah. in the, the Pepsi guy or whatever it is because they did well in an analogous industry that you think maybe on its surface layer is similar, shit ain't going to work. Shit ain't going to work. If you don't understand, if you don't understand the intricacies that come with video game culture as a whole, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you can't be an expert on every video game ever. But if you, you haven't you got your shit. Yeah. But if you haven't like really enjoyed video games growing up and just sort of get it, it's it's just not going to work. Like being able to go from, I don't know, Pepsi to American Apparel is just completely different than going from Pepsi to Call of Duty. And I think that generic branding retail version that existed of the targets etc where you have this sort of uh i want to use the word neutered but i want to use the word instead of uh simple right it's yeah. the most simple friendly corp bland bland would be a better word it's the most bland, bland version of acceptable uh yeah. that they could get it offends no one but in gaming i think you it's so many niches involved that you'll get overlap on some things, but a majority of the time you are sitting in specific sort of uh, groups. And so the, the crossover definitely yeah. doesn't work, but that's definitely an interesting one. Um, I mean, like we said, there's a lot more there, gaming getting huge, et cetera. Um, you know, folks, we're at our 15 minutes. So, you know, we're not, that's what the timer you just heard is. So we're not going to add too much more. We're going to keep it simple for this one. This will be the running theme. Um, there'll be, guests coming on there'll be you know more produced episodes etc so thank you for checking this shit out come through weekly every friday saturday one or the other days we're gonna see probably saturdays because what is everyone doing on the weekends i think people are trying to go out on fridays but 
pandemic times are confusing. Who knows? Thank you again. I'm Solo. And I'm a Zemo. Well, no, I'm Zemo. <laughs> He's Zemo now. So yeah. it's Solo Zemo. This is Field of View. And uh, we'll be back. Have a great day. Yeah. Peace. And that's it. That was good. Yeah. That, was nice. that, that was the basic version of what I've been telling you that you need to be able to do. What do you mean? Be able to talk in that manner. Oh, I know how to talk, man. No, no, no. Like to be able to have that conversation, right? On yeah. a more continual basis. Yeah. Then, hey, I did this interview every couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah in yeah. between, people are going to be able to then hear your opinion and your takes on things. Yeah, man. I, and that's exactly where I'm like, yo, like this is, there's definitely a lot here. And, you know, it's funny, even as we were talking, I, I actually have to email someone back at Activision right now because uh, I, 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 someone on Twitter referred me to like, there are, there's some like EMEA position available in the woman. So I sent her my CV and she goes, thank you for being touch. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you. In addition to the CV, would you be able to tell me a little bit more about your connection to games? In the poses Zoe saw, I'm trying to find a senior business leaders who are also gamers, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Hearthstone. Would any of that fit you? So I got to write this yeah, email right you, now. You, sh you should also mention that you were part of doing some of the events that we did for PLG. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Be like, Yo, I helped organize tournaments that included games like yada, yeah. yada, yada. And that would be the only reason. Because yeah. then it's like, where's your familiarity? Oh, dude, I, I helped set up tournaments. And you basically yeah. did. Over, Overwatch is just like, I've been an FPS player for my whole life. Hearthstone is that actually like, you know, I was managing a Hearthstone player. Wow, is I've had a bunch of good friends who, uh, who, who've loved, yeah. you know, so. Exactly. Yeah, All right. All right. I'm going to get this edited then. All right. No doubt. All right. Later. Later.